You're listening to the Oil and Gas This Week podcast with Mark LaCour and Jake Corley. This is the show for busy oil pros who quickly want to keep their finger on the pulse of the industry. Welcome back to another episode of Oil and Gas This Week. You're listening to episode 127. What's up, Mark? What's up, Jake? Oh, man. You know, just enjoying this week. How about you? Yeah, it. It's, yeah, we've been super busy. Our apologies. This is our first Friday Q&A, which should have came out last week. We got so busy, we, we couldn't get it out till now. <laughs> but it's still some really good questions. And, and like I said, we're as, a, as an organization, uh, OGGN is working on bringing some resources so that Jake and I have more time so we can actually get episodes out on time. So just bear with us, um, and, and, and we'll promise you we'll start getting to our re, uh, releasing episodes on a regular basis. Um, before we do anything else, Jake, I want to jump into reviews. Yeah. So if you want to support the show, if you want to help us, the best thing you can do is leave us a review, right? Um, here's a great one by, uh, D by E DeLone from USA. Unfortunately, I had to leave the oil and gas industry about two months ago. I spent at least five years in R and D facility developing a product for, uh, MPD applications. Regardless of the volatility that I had experienced, I enjoyed my time engineering a drilling tool. I can say listening to this podcast had given me the insight into the health of this industry. I usually like to read everything I can get my hands on, but this podcast is very good in capturing and conveying what is really important. Until now, even though I'm back in the aerospace industry, I still listen to this podcast for, for my interested. Thank you very much. So big shout out. Um, please, if you want to, uh, to, to leave us a review, we would love for you to do it. It takes a couple of minutes and you'll get a shout out in the beginning of the show. And Ready to jump into questions, Jake? Let's do it. And like Mark said, this is the first Friday Q&A, so you guys ask the questions, and we provide you with answers. So, uh, Mark, you want to take the first one? Yep. So this is from Brian. I'm sorry, Brian, I'm going to butcher your last name. Mangot, I believe. Um, he's a directional drilly, and he used to work for Baker. And so he starts off the question, I wonder if your guys would be brave enough to question Baker Hughes' ethics and morals. Um, the rest of his question is talking about what happened in the BP Macondo disaster, and he's and there's a lot of um, pointing fingers at Baker Hughes here. Um, I don't want to read the entire thing, Jake. Um, I just want people to know out there that you know we do read questions. We we do try to cover everything from both sides. Uh, when we get stuff like this that gets very accusatory, um, since we weren't there and, and we don't know what the truth is, although I do know a lot about the BP Maconda disaster, I don't want to take a chance of spreading this truce. So um, you can always send us a question. We will read it on the air. When it's something that we're not comfortable with like this one, uh, we still want to get to the bottom of it. So um, Brian, if you want to reach out to me directly, um, I'd love to ha- carry this conversation off the podcast and let me understand what's going on here. Um, but there is a lot of copability um, for, from a lot of companies from BP Macondo disaster. And I'm telling you, Jake, I know for a fact it's changed a lot of companies for the better. So, um, you know, uh, Brian, feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to continue this conversation offline. All right, cool. So up next, we have a question from Anthony McDaniels. He's the founder CEO of Rare Petro. Uh, found you guys recently. Seems like a great podcast based on the first part of your most recent episode. I just wanted to reach out and see if we could communicate and possibly get a dialogue going as to a fairly new company founded to address the lack of oil and gas industry advancement. So I guess he wants a plug. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't know about that. So I've reached out to Anthony. Okay. Him and I are exchanging emails. I will tell you this much, Anthony, a period in this paragraph would have been good or two. <laughs> but it's a great question. We get this quite often. Um, if you're a company out there and you want some exposure and you think we, we can help you, just reach out to us. If it makes sense, uh, we will help you. If you have a good story to tell, if you have a good, genuine, useful story to tell to our All & Gas audience, we'll help you tell the story. So, um, so Anthony, um, you know, you and I are trading emails. Um, we'll get caught up on this, and if we can help you, we'll be happy to do so. 
Cool. Uh, next one is from Adam at ROX Exploration. He writes, guys, love the podcast. One quick question. Can you all up Jake's volume on the podcast? Mark is so loud and clear. Jake, not so much. Thanks. Uh, I think that was the last episode uh, that was also, I so since I edited that one, I was also like deathly sick and could barely hear. Um, so I apologize for that. So hopefully we'll address that yeah. moving forward. Yeah, and we're working on that. We, we, we're we working to increase the quality of our audio. So just bear with this audience, I promise you. We have, we're uh, in, actually in, in the final phases of interviewing companies to actually do it for us. Right now, poor Jake's been editing this show. I, I, I get off easy, right? I just talk. You know, <laughs> Jake's the one doing the work. And, and Jake's been really busy. I mean, he's launching a startup. He has a, a, a day job. And then last week he was sick. So he, the fact that he even got one out is you know pretty amazing. He's a Marine, right? So he won't quit. But um, we're, we're working on getting that fixed. All right, up next we have a question from Alex Lang at Levick. Uh, he writes, I represent the Daniel Morgan Graduate School of National Security in Washington, D.C. The school hosted an event on September 26th called Forecasting Global Energy, Geopolitics, and Markets Conference. The conference focused on the global energy situation specific to the U.S. and international security and stability, as well as its effect on U.S. and international markets and businesses. I think that the keynote speaker, Dr. Paul Michael Wibley, would be a great guest on your show to discuss the findings of the conference, the global energy market situation, and more. Dr. Wibley is a partner at Can-Am Strategic Advisory and adjunct professor at the University of Port Harcourt, Nigeria. I apologize in, in advance if this is not the proper channel for suggesting new guests on your show. Yeah, so I reached out to Alex. Him and I are also exchanging emails. So Jake and I, unless it's something very unique, like there's some charitable organization, Oil and Gas, that, and they're doing an event, we, we don't actually have guests on the show. This is a topical news show. We do have other shows. We have um, you know, Oil and Gas Industry Leaders, Oil and Gas hs and literally 10 more podcasts in the works to be launched. So if you have somebody you think would make a good guest, reach out to us. And um, it, it may not be on this show, but it may, may be a good guest for one of our other shows. And I'm actually having a, a call set up with uh, with. Um, the doctor uh, this Monday to see where he fits. But yeah, by all means, if you know somebody that can tell a good story to our audience, something that our audience would go home and go, damn, I'm glad I listened to the podcast, reach out to us. And the next one is another suggestion about the editing of the podcast. So once again, sorry about that. And we already answered it. So let's go ahead and move on to the next yeah, this one. Is from, this, is, this is from Buzz Lyon. So Buzz, we hear you. Uh, we've heard this from a bunch of people. We are working on it. So just bear with us. I promise you by 2018, which I know is a little bit away, but 2018, our audio will be flawless. Up next is a anonymous question. He writes, hi, Mark. Love the show. I've noticed that you and Jake have incrementally uh, been featuring more segments about LNG markets and projects on the show over the last few months. I wanted to see if you could give a quick rundown on how LNG marketing works and if you could highlight some key similarities slash differences, uh, in your opinion, between LNG marketing versus natural gas uh, and crude oil marketing. I would like to also like to ask that my identity remain anonymous, of course. Uh, thanks and keep up the great work. Yeah, so... Um Anonymous questionnaire. If anybody out there wants to submit an anonymous question, the first thing, Jake, I changed his name to anonymous. He actually put his name there. And he also gave us his full email. Um, if you want to submit a question anonymous, where it says name, just put anonymous. Don't put your name there because there's a chance that we accidentally may read it before we get to the part where you say you wish to be anonymous. So I, I changed it on this one. Great question because the, the, that correlation between LG marketing versus natural gas and crude oil marketing used to be very similar. It was all tied to the price of, of crude. Uh, you know, crude oil is one of the true global commodities out there. Um, but that LNG price being tied to crude has been separated, and they're they're going two different routes. So natural gas and crude oil marketing, basically, they look at longer-term contracts, right, to mitigate that risk. Because 
and I know LNG prices are low right now. I know it. I get it, right? But LNG is the fuel of the future, and everybody knows that. So um, what's happened with LNG projects is basically Asia Pacific owns the demand right now for, for LNG. And what's starting to happen is they've disconnected the LNG uh, price to crude, and now it's setting its own standard. Um, and they're also going from longer-term contracts, which is what oil and gas uses, to much shorter-term contracts. And then you're starting to see um, alliances form up between different buyers of LNG, once again, to help mitigate that risk. So it's, it's in a bit of a flux, but I sincerely believe that five years from now, LNG will be its own market, not tied, try, not tied to uh, crude or natural gas. And yes, I know LNG is made from natural gas, but the dynamics are different. The demands for it's different. Uh, what you have to do to transport it's different. Um, and and you know you having things like China. China's become the second largest LNG uh, importer, right behind Japan. And all that's you know it's just going to continue to grow. So um, just keep an eye on this. But I, I think you can see a separate market. I, I mean, I know you are a separate market for LNG because it's just ras- radically different than. Uh, uh, the marketing for natural gas and, and crude. Okay, so next question is from Jack Abair, uh, operations manager at EOG Resources. He writes, Jake and Mark, we have a lot. We have about twenty of us that are huge fans of the show. Uh, oil and gas companies were pioneers in the first digital age in the nineteen eighties and nineteen nineties. Long before phrases such as big data, advanced analytics, and Internet of Things became popular, oil executives were making use of three D seismic linear program modeling of refineries and advanced process control for operations. The use of such technologies unleashed new hydrocarbon resources and delivered operational efficiencies across the value chain. So technology adapt- adaptation um, is not new to our industry. My question is, why do you think this round of technology adoption is different? Keep up the awesome work. So, Jake, you know, I think was cool about this? Hmm. Just in case we didn't know what advanced analytics or Internet of Things are, he put hyperlinks in the words. <laughs> <laughs> and Jack, I'm just messing with you, but we, we, we actually really know what those things are, but I do appreciate the effort you took to, to put in hyperlinks. I don't know where they go actually. Um, anyway, um, you want to step in this or you want me to start? Um, so I think for the first part of it, I wasn't a part of the first digital age in the 1980s and 1990s. So if you want to take that part and then I can kind of segue into today. Yeah. So the biggest difference, Jack is scale and scope. In the 80s and 90s, it was large companies. It was the IBMs of the world. It was the SAPs. It was the Cisco's that were bringing new technologies to the oil and gas industry. What's happening now is you're seeing very small companies, startup and entrepreneurs, bring some really cool technologies. The first thing is, first difference is, is scope. In the 80s and 90s, it was very large companies dealing with oil and gas. Now it's very small companies. That's a different way of thinking for the oil and gas industry. Totally different way of thinking. The other thing that's different is back then, it was all um, very robust, very well vetted, very secure enterprise level systems, right? Whether it was software or hardware. Whereas now, I mean, there's a lot of big oil and gas companies using open source software. I, if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I would have ever seen that happen, I would have said no way. So, um, and, and I think finally is in the 80s and 90s, the business went to their IT. So Chevron went to their IT department and said, hey, we need some help with um, um, you know, three, uh, the ability to handle 3D seismic files. And IT went out and sourced vendors, and then they worked the project that way. What's happening now is IT doesn't get involved. It's the business that now is making technology decisions and going out and reaching out to these vendors separately. So there's, there's a bunch of differences here. Um, those are the top three that I see. So my, t- my take on this would be the fact that the biggest difference between the 1980s and 1990s and now um, would obviously be the invention and the ad- adoption of the internet and how that's grown 
over the last you know couple decades. Um, a lot of technology back then, like you were saying, was very sophisticated hardware, software that was very uh, specific to a certain computer um, or site or whatever that may be. And we've seen, especially on the consumer side, look at look at how far technology has come with uh, cell phones um, and with uh, TVs and with computers and everything else. Um, we've made so much, so many advances over the last couple of decades that people like myself, who are now running, uh, starting to run this industry, uh, grew up using, and so they're starting to expect the same type of technologies that they grew up with and that they use in their daily life um, within the companies that they actually work for. You know, Jake, that brings up a good question. It, it literally is radically different. So back then, it was all behind the firewall. It was on their pr- premise, yep. on their prem. It was locked down. Now it's in the cloud. You have internet connectivity everywhere. You have mobile uh, I mean, activity everywhere. I mean, look at us. So 86% of our listeners out there listen to us on a mobile device, right? Yep. They're not chained to a desktop. So um, that, that's a really good point. So it literally... The technology itself is prevalent now. It's there. It's, it's integrated and everything. And, and it's whether oil and gas companies can use it to solve business problems. Whereas before, they went out and, and, and actually built or bought the purposeful technology that was basically hardwired into what they were doing. Yeah. It, actually, when you look at it that way, it is radically different. Yeah. 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 Really good question, Jack. Um, um, keep it coming. And you know what? If there's at least 20 of y'all EOG resources... Can all twenty of y'all do me a favor and tell each one of y'all each one, each one of your can you send an email to a couple of people you know inside EOG just uh, letting them know that you found this great podcast and so just so we can uh, spread the love I'd appreciate that. Um, all right, so that was our questions. If you want your questions answered for our next first Friday Q and A, which hopefully we can get it released pretty close to Friday the next time, um, very easy. Go to oilandgasthisweek.com, click on Ask a Question, submit your question. Um, um, and if you get a, uh, if we use your questionnaire, you'll get a big shout out. Um, and then Jake, we have a winner. Yes, we do. Hayden Preston, drilling engineer over at Alta Mesa Holdings. You're this week's winner. You have won this awesome Red Wing offshore bag. Uh, if you'd like to win your own awesome offshore bag from Red Wing, just like Hayden did, it's really simple. Go to redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. That's redwingshoes.com forward slash podcast. No purses necessary. See official site for rules and details. And the rate count for this week is down 1% from the previous week. We're sitting at 1,000. Um, Damn. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's down. And then also U.S. permits are also down 27% over the previous month. So we're at like 2806. Um, so, yeah, things are slowing down just a little bit. Well, the price is creeping up, which is going to drive another interest, another round of interest. I, but I'm, I'm pretty confident I'm going to miss my 1,300 round prediction I did back in January. But, you know, I stuck to it. Um, events on deck. Uh, we have the IADC Human Factors Conference and Exhibition. Uh, I think Patrick Pisser and I will be out there. Um, if that is actually next week, and then we have Lago. And Jake, I'm gonna put you on the spot. What does Lago stand for? Um, Louisiana Gas Convention of <laughs> Energy. <laughs> Good try. I'm not sure myself. I think it's Louisiana Gulf Coast. Oil exhibition. But anyway, we're all invited there as press. It's October 24th and 26th. Lago is a great event. If you want to meet feet on the street, like the people are actually doing the work in the field, it's a great place to go. They do it every other year, Jake. So if you don't make it this year, you can't go next year. You have to go the year after. Unfortunately, the hurricane kind of pushed a bunch of stuff around for us. We were originally going as press, and I'm not sure if we're going. We haven't made that decision yet. But if you want to go to a cool event and you're in Lafayette, Louisiana, or don't mind driving to Lafayette, go check out Lago. And I'm pretty sure it's free if you want to just... uh, 
uh, go walk the, the um, expo floor. So uh, great event. If you want to know about these events and more, it's really simple. I have a monthly email newsletter where my people go out and find all the events. They put them in one place. We stick it in your inbox once a month. Jacob put a link in the show notes. And then speaking of traveling, our travels would not be possible if it wasn't for our on-the-road sponsors. Uh, we have Total Land, the world's most field most advanced field land management system. If you're a landman or you're in that world, check them out because they make your life so much easy. And the Lee Heck Harrison, global experts in talent management. Jake, they're helping over three quarters of the Fortune 500 oil and gas companies work with the complexities of leadership and workforce transformation. So hats off for them. Um, we are going to change the way we do our travel sponsors in 2018. So we're actually going to have event sponsors, um, which is going to be much more inexpensive, so it's going to be less money. If you have an interest in having your company showcase on all of the podcasts, reach out to me, and I'd be happy to share the details. Uh, if you'd like Jake and I to come speak to your trade association, your company event, your conference, school, uh, and we love talking to universities, your sales and marketing meetings, whatever, uh, let Jake and I know, and we'd be happy to talk to you through that. We talked about the first Friday Q&A. Um, if you've checked out this podcast and like it, we have two more, so check out Oil & Gas hs and and Oil & Gas Industry Leaders. They're both b- rolling going. And then, like I said, if, uh, if we have a website, oilandgasthisweek.com, if you want to find out what we're doing first, go there and give us your email address. Uh, we promise not to spam you. The second place we'll let people know what we're up to is Oil & Gas Global Network on LinkedIn. So if you haven't joined there, go join that. It's like this, the companion to all the shows, the ones we have now in our future shows. Uh, like I said, do me a favor, share the show, uh, spread the love, help us reach out to more people. Um, Jake, is there anything else we need to talk about? I think that about wraps it up, man. All right, so remember, folks, do great work, pay it forward, and we will see you next time. Tune in next week for another informative and entertaining episode of Oil & Gas This Week podcast, a product of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at oilandgasthisweek.com.